I'm John Bond. Welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Welcome back. On today's episode, I've got George Horlock from George Horlock Coaching back on the show to talk about whether or not the fitness industry has become overcomplicated. Now, we filmed this episode in my cabin, so the acoustics are slightly echoey, and you do hear the occasional car driving past in the background. So I do apologise if it's not as good a listen as some of the other episodes I've done. This whole podcast thing has been a right learning curve for me. It's been a, a good experience. Still ironing out a few kinks. So moving forward, I shan't be filming anymore in my in my cabin. Um, but it is a good listen as we, between the two of us, we try and give you guys some practical advice on how to improve your health, your aesthetics and your performance without overcomplicating things too much. Hope you enjoy it. Georgia boy, here we are, <laughs> back again. Here we are in the uh, Swedish sauna. Yeah, it looks like a Swedish sauna for anyone watching um, on the video. Yeah, I love your cabin though, mate. It's lovely. Thank it's you. It was a nice smell. It smells like um, cedar wood or something. Cedar wood probably yeah. is. I mean, I'm not a wood expert, but no. it's made of wood, so yeah. very good chance it's made of cedar wood. Anyway, um, I could talk about different brands and blends of wood all day, George, but... Uh, <laughs> This is a, a fitness podcast, so let's talk about that. Yeah, it's yeah. Thanks for coming back on. This is like your 180th time now, I think. And, I would say uh, so. We haven't even done that many podcasts. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, it's always a pleasure to be back, my friend. Um, I'm, I love it. I love, I love having these chats. I mean, we do it all the time anyway. I think something that the viewers probably know by now, but we have these chats all the time, um, whether it be like in my car a minute ago having a drive having a chat yep. we always end up talking about either deep philosophical conversations or fitness <laughs> and yeah. now we're kind of merging them together with this podcast Definitely, which is nice yeah yeah i mean our passion we have we have many don't we but health and fitness is always going to be up there yeah. as probably i don't want to say number one but i mean i think kind of it is because it it has an impact on the other subcategories of passions that we have but yeah. it, it's certainly out there anyways yeah it? definitely health i think yeah we're big on our health aren't we yeah big time yeah mm. so um yeah love chatting about that stuff so what i wanted to chat to you about today is do you think the fitness industry is overcomplicated <laughs> and, I, and, I, and that's the only question I have ready for you today because I have a feeling that's all we need Yeah, and yeah. that's going to be enough because I know that so many of I mean I've taught a workshop today mm. to my students and I know you've taught a lot of workshops with Storm as well and the questions we get brilliant we get loads of great questions from students but a lot of the time I'm thinking wow hasn't the fitness industry got so overcomplicated mm. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's like um, we've seen Ace Ventura when they ask him a question, he goes, 
and he breathes in for ages and then he exhales a massive long rant about something yeah yeah that's what that's I feel what like coming so just bear with me John <laughs> <laughs> um, love that film I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to keep it relatively short and sweet. You know, the, the, the short answer certainly is yes. I feel like it is definitely overcomplicated and don't get too short. Ways. I mean, that's the only question yeah, I've got. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah imagine my, my response is just yes. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Well, that's it, folks. Uh, Thanks for watching for another episode of uh, Move Yourself Happy with John and George. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not going to take credit here for what you said a little while ago, but you, you summed it up very nicely when you said. Um, uh, simplicity doesn't sell you know the basics don't sell um, a lot of the time people have to come up with new different ways of actually doing the original thing <laughs> you know so, repackage it yeah repackage it exactly rebrand it make it look more sexy than it actually is mm. um, and I think we're seeing that a lot especially with social media everyone's a guru everyone's an expert everyone has an opinion on this everyone's got a different degree everyone's got a different history everyone's got a different sub story and a backstory to how they've got to where they got to be and you can do it too if you buy this or do that mm. or take this supplement and I think that that's kind of where it's gone and it's, it's got to the point where yeah, if you, no matter how you train now, someone will come next to you and say, oh, but have you tried this? Have you tried that? Mm. When really it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something. Um, when you get down to the more kind of in-depth um, profiles, such as athletes and bodybuilders and whatever else it might be, then there's certain styles and certain diets and supplementation, certain things that you might need to do and tweak. But even then, I mean, you listen to people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Heath and people like this speaking about what they did back in the day to get the most amazing bodies people have ever seen. Not that that's everyone's goal, but if it is, you know, they were still just doing the basics and they weren't eating super clean either. You know, they ate a lot of quotation cheat meals and, you know, even calling it that is something that wasn't always around. Um, so, yeah, certainly it is overcomplicated and I truly believe it is overcomplicated to sell products. I think it's all, all for money. I don't think any of it is overcomplicated due to genuine science or new discoveries. I think it is all down to just make me feel inferior when I'm watching these videos or listening to these podcasts thinking, oh, you know, I didn't know that. Oh, maybe I should start doing that. It's, it's the basics. And mm. you, you see it. You just see it time and time again. I used to be very into the um, celebrity transformations. You know, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, you know, Arnie back in the day, all these people who had amazing transformations, but I was into the, the natural ones, the, the, and people might laugh at me thinking, oh, these celebrities aren't natural. Yeah. Um, certainly some of them are, for sure. They, without, you know, there are some who did it naturally, and they, they, they've come out in interviews saying, I wanted to keep it natural, I didn't want to jump on juice, because they're, they're you know, health conscious. People like Arnold Schwarzenegger and everyone like that aren't going to fall into that category, but the ones who did it in a natural way, it's always the same basic stuff. They trained in the same way, they ate in the same way, and it's no different to how people train in a regular gym, you know, working regular jobs. You know, so we can all get these results by doing the same stuff, but after a while, because humans are creatures where we need a bit of variety, we don't like doing the same thing every single day often, 
we need to spice it up. So the minute another human comes along and spices up the same thing and says, oh, do you know, if you do it this way, then it's going to be better. Draws us, draws us in, doesn't it? Draws you in, yeah. It makes you think, oh, that's why it's not working. Mm. Or that's why my results are so slow. But chances are your results are so slow because you're not consistent. And I think even me and you, you know, these <laughs> fitness people, you know, we'll, we, we'll admit that we haven't been consistent for the last five, ten years, you know, Monday to Friday, hitting the weights, eating healthy. No one's consistent in the long run. No, well, um, cons- consistent compared to somebody that doesn't exercise. But I guess cons- when you compare yourself to an elite athlete, who, yeah. you know, hasn't missed a day or whatever. Like yeah. I always remember, um, you won't remember Daley Thompson, we. No. This happens a lot, doesn't it? This happens a lot. Yeah. Well, um, we we need to call this Back in the Day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Back in the Day. So Daley Thompson was an athlete mm. and he used to compete in the decathlon pretty sure it was where you do lots of different events yeah and then he was he was a British athlete he won um, I want to say gold I'm assuming gold because he became a household name at probably the Solar Olympics I imagine it was it was in the 80s anyway and uh, you know there was a computer game <laughs> brought out you know for, uh, I think it was called like Daley Thompson's you know Olympic Games whatever yeah nice anyway um, he was interviewed and he was sort of one of his competitors that he was against uh, they made reference to that competitor and said look does it bother you that this person trains on Christmas day and his response was not really because I trained twice on Christmas day <laughs> and um, now whether that was true or not I don't know yeah. he might have just been saying that for the interview and it was you know, quite a good response but, yeah. but I guess the point is like these guys are even willing to train on Christmas day yeah. twice you know they just they don't miss I don't miss a workout they just everything's to the letter so no <laughs> compared to those guys we're not as, as consistent but compared to the the average Joe would yeah, you say or the, someone who doesn't train they just never found a you know consistent habit of taking part in regular physical activity mm. then yeah of course we're definitely consistent there yeah um, so what so what you're saying is that if you're extrinsically motivated, meaning you need a specific result, so that could be if you're an athlete, you need to be able to jump a certain height, you need to be able to sprint 40 yards under a certain time, mm-hmm. you need to you know, have this mobility because it's very common for an injury, it's this joint, if you don't have that level of mobility, um, that's very extrinsic, working towards those. Um, those guys can complicate things a bit more but if you're motivated by sort of enjoyment like pleasure mm. and just getting the release of endorphins from the workout etc then you, do you think you can be you don't have to be it doesn't have to be as complicated yeah definitely and even the, the sprinters and the long jumpers and whatever they'll be training the same as their competitors it's not like their competitors are training any differently it's ultimately going to come down to genetics and things like that who's going to win that race you know who's going to be the fastest Mm. Um, because they're all training the exact same way because you have to you you can't under train you can't over train it's impossible so you can only train to the level that you need to and everyone's doing that all the football players all the rugby but they're all training the same yeah they'll train a little bit differently here and there but ultimately they'll be doing the same stuff 
and then it's just whoever's the best player is going to come down to your genetics you know yeah I hear what you're saying because if you take somebody like like you take Matt Fraser the CrossFit guy mm. so he absolutely dominated um, if you want to call it people listen to it that's not our sport let's just call it for sport for the yeah. sake of it but he's absolutely dominated the, the cro- CrossFit from the men's point of view and he got tier 2 me from the female's point of view mm. those, got, those guys now we can say that they're obsessive about working on their weaknesses they are on it with their nutrition they're on it with their sleep they're on it with their recovery they're on it with all that stuff they're all they all are <laughs> yeah of course no, all those guys are they're all on it with yeah. all that stuff you yeah. know yeah. and we've all we've all only got 24 hours in our day 7 days in our week you yeah. know so they're all doing that stuff so you do wonder whether actually at that level it does come down to um, yeah genetics as in do you have that physiological makeup that just means you've got that that edge or, or, or the psychology perhaps because yeah that is powerful yeah and I also think some people like to overcomplicate it to make it something that it's not so you can always aspire for more because then it keeps you wanting more because you know if you reached your genetic potential and I don't know when, when that happened a, a holy light came from the heavens and descended upon you in the gym and everyone was like hey he's reached his natural you know, progression he can't, he can't get any bigger or better or stronger mm. then well firstly it would be happening all the time and second you'd actually you'd feel terrible I guarantee yeah, you yeah yeah you would yeah because you, you're like oh right, you'd look I'm in the mirror and you'd be like this is it I've got to stay here now yeah the, I'm only, done. What, the only way the only direction I can go is staying where I am or going backwards exactly whereas if I came up to you and you know nudged you and I said uh, you know you ever had a creatine? No? Pfft, mate, got to, got to jump on this stuff. Well, if you'd already reached your genetic potential, you wouldn't be interested, you wouldn't care, because you've already reached it. But because that doesn't happen, you, we can always get yeah, influence that's coming yeah. up to us and saying, mm, try this, do this. Mm. And then you can always try and get a bit better. Um, it's like that marginal gains thing, isn't it? If you look at getting 1% improvement in several different... In that, um, what variables or metrics mm. to measure your fitness if you get 1% of all of them that equals quite a large percentage in total mm. and so it becomes significant but does it does, <laughs> does it, it or does it does, does, it, does yeah. that matter to the the non-elite athlete I mean, yeah. at, at, at our level does and, and, I, and I, I would say no I, I think people don't realise just how little they have to train in order to like their body. I think that people have it in their mind that in order to have a really good body and to look in the mirror and be like, do you know what, I actually feel good about myself, that they need to train seven days a week and that they need to diet really hard and be in a calorie deficit all the time, be miserable and avoid carbs and all these things. It's not true, you know. From my experience, it's just not true, you know. I think that you can get away with even doing something that you like that isn't in the gym, if it's like rock climbing and yoga and hiking, even if you just did that and ate healthy, delicious, whole food dishes that are so tasty and makes you not crave the bad foods in the first place, mm. if you just ate like that and were consistent and did it for six to eight weeks, you look in the mirror and you think, Do you know what, even if I didn't improve from here on out, I'd live a very happy existence with my body. Um, but the problem is a lot of us, we, we, we're not very dedicated to our craft. We, we, we don't hit it as hard as we want to and our egos get in the way. And then 
Instagram and TikTok and you know the minute you start feeling good about yourself you jump online and you see someone who looks a million times better than you yeah with all the comments reminding you that you know this guy's a, wow look at this guy he's so good looking and you're like oh, okay well he has to be because everyone else is saying it and then you look at your body again and you think oh actually I look like a pile of shit yeah <laughs> but it's yeah, not the case and that yeah you're right yeah that is that, that is a problem, though, the, the photo thing. Because I, I mean, you know I had that photo shoot when I turned 40. Mm. And, um, and so there's a few things I should probably say about that. So <laughs> first of all, um, the photos that I've put out there for everyone to see are the ones that I thought looked good, yep. were made, you know, made good representation of me. I was proud of them, and they're the ones I'm proud of. There. There was a lot of photos taken that day, mm. and there was a lot of photos I looked at and thought, I don't look as good in those. Yep. And they've never, they've never seen the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> no one's seen those ones because I thought, you know, I mean, God, this sounds cringe when I say it out loud, but I'm like, well, oh, that one makes me look a bit, bit tubby. Yeah, like, that's honest, honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Like, yeah. there'll be, of course. There we, I don't know why I'm doing that voice, but. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, have you ever taken a, a picture of, you know, a group of ladies? You have to take about 70 pictures and then they look through them they're like don't go anywhere and they look through the picture and they're like nope take it again and then you have to take 100 more pictures <laughs> yeah so that yeah exactly so and the different angles different lighting yeah. so what people are seeing in those photos is not the full story yeah. for a start it's good luck so we just say it's good lighting uh, like from uh, for mine, okay? Now, um, as I'm saying this, I'm feeling like, God, I'm, I really hope I haven't contributed to any body dysmorphia in anyone. Yeah. But there's a good chance it, it, it did. Have, instead of inspiring people, it would have had a negative impact. Make people oh, God, am I supposed to look like that yeah. to be a trainer? And it's like, well, hang on. I didn't even look like that because I had a tan that day. Um, I had good lighting. I had a good photographer. And... Actually, I don't look like that now, and I still put photos, so for professional points of view, I still use that photo marketing, advertising, uh, and I wouldn't have a photo shoot done now, because I don't feel like I look as good then, and yeah. that potentially lose me business, or, which yeah. is, is awful, isn't it, really? Um, but brilliant honesty, and so true. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, were you going to go somewhere else with that, because... I was, because um, I said there was a few things I would say about that, so I kind of wanted to, well, I wanted to get out the, the fact that I, upon reflection, perhaps, I'm, I might be part of the problem there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have been, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to say that. Um, but circling back to training for health, so I know both you and I are very much more interested in training from a health point of view now we'll always probably care about what reflects back to us in the mirror but yeah. we both have sort of discussed in the past and agreed that if you aim for optimal health well actually optimal health does have a look, an aesthetic look to it anyway mm. so the, the look is almost like a byproduct or a side effect of being healthy. Being healthy, yeah. Precisely, yeah. I often say this with veganism, because when you're trying to be altruistic, you shouldn't expect anything in return, right? You're just mm. being a nice person. But um, with eating plant-based, eating vegan, you get a lot of good things in return. 
you know, like your health and you're good to the earth and you're good to the animals and it's, 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 it's more than one thing going on. It's not just a, a selfish thing. Yeah. It's also not just an altruistic thing. There's a, a trade-off, which is really nice. So before you carry on with that, just make it clear to anyone listening that you're talking about a certain type of vegan nutrition because we know, you know that there can be a a dog shit oh yeah <laughs> a dog yeah. shit approach to vegan nutrition can't there so oh yeah you're talking about yeah yeah exactly healthy yes yeah. so if you eat a healthy vegan diet like any <laughs> diet then certainly you'll feel amazing like you'll feel on cloud nine um, but yeah if you eat Oreos and crisps then <laughs> you're going to feel terrible you'll still be you'll still be being altruistic to the planet and stuff but like with regards to your own health, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't know. I just felt it was important to say. No, it's a good, good, in good. In case anyone's listening, going, "Well, my mate Dave, he yeah. went vegan, and he felt awful. He wasn't sleeping well. He gained weight, and then we find out that exactly that he was eating Oreos, crisps, every kind of you know pr- pr- uh, processed vegan food you could possibly think yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because yeah, you can eat a bloody awful diet. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. And the amount of people, you know, I went vegan. And I just had to live off crackers and cheese. And I was just like, sorry? <laughs> cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's not vegan. Yeah. You went um, vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You went mad. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, what, goodness, where, where do you even go? I mean, wait, recapping quickly with the photo shoot thing, because the story quickly came up that people might be interested in as well, and, and so that you can probably feel a bit better about where you, where you were coming from with that. Um, yeah, well, you weren't doing it anyway to be like, look at me. And I think a lot of people oh, have photo shoots to be like, look at me. <laughs> I think that's what I told myself. But, I, I, <laughs> but like, it's in, great therapy, by the way. <laughs> good, good. I feel like you need it. Um, <laughs> but no, because I, 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 I did some photo shoots back in the day, and my, the, 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 the photographer and director told me um, to put a straight face but to exhale until I couldn't exhale anymore then do the deepest cough that I could then pull the face right so essentially <laughs> you're breathing out and then you sure, are you sure this was a photographer do <laughs> yeah. you have clothes on at this point <laughs> no funny enough uh, yeah. what are you saying John oh, you, you didn't fall for that one that's the oldest <laughs> one in the book George oh damn it <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, no, this this was uh, genuine. This was not some creepy guy, guys. Uh, this, this was actually a real photographer. Um, but anyway, the, the the thing that I'm saying with that is like, I was 19. But gosh, if someone else would do that now, I'd be like, what? Like, you're, essentially, what it does is it just makes you tense everywhere. Um, it, it, it makes your abs pop out a lot if you're doing that. So like tricks of the trade, don't they, for yeah. that type of thing? Yeah, exactly. So when people do see social media models doing these things, like firstly, they've taken a thousand pictures and they've chosen the best one. Second, they probably don't even like that one, but they've gone with it. Also, you know, they are probably suffering with some sort of body dysmorphia as well, because we all are, you know, when we look at ourselves and there's always things that we can improve. Mm. Um, but and then, and then they're doing things like that as well you know they're, they're tensing and they're coughing and they're 
counting and they're doing all these different things to look good and they're editing it as well like there's an editor who goes over it afterwards who mm. brushes them gets rid of all their spots and wrinkles and whatever else all the natural normal things that occur, occur and make us human any little grey hairs they'll, they'll touch up as well um, to try and make some get, get rid of a couple of chins get rid of a couple of chins or four yeah exactly um, <laughs> and and and, and you're even getting these AI images now where they create like the perfect person and all this bollocks but um, yeah. ultimately yeah I think what people really need to remember with that and again that sorry that going off topic now but that that overcomplicates things as well because then you think like oh I need to look like someone else who has a completely different genetic makeup to you therefore even if you did train and eat and sleep exactly the same as they they do you won't look like them because mm. their genetics are different from yours you know and you think about this with everything even someone who's got a chiseled jaw you know you're like, oh I want a chiseled jaw and you've got these things that you can bite down on now. Have you seen Oh, that? absolutely, yeah. And they're like, it's going to chisel your jaw. And it's to be fair, a lot of people aren't falling for it. A lot of the comments are just like, oh, you know, why didn't I think of that? You know, <laughs> just chew down on this thing and I'm going to have an amazing jaw. Yeah. Like, come on. You, just need, just, uh, you need to save up all the toffee pennies from your, uh, your quality street at ex- Christmas. Exactly, yeah, um, exactly. Although, you'll probably get a bit of fat and... It'd be worth it. You definitely got to see that jaw. No, yeah, you'd have the chiseled jaw, but the underneath the flabby, underneath the softy-filled cheeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as always, we've kind of I don't know where we're at now. No, but, yeah, I don't, yeah. So, uh, well, let's put it back. So, health. So, health, training, training for good. health. So, do we do we base what we see in the mirror on as a measurement of health, or do we go for more? quantifiable data like fat percentages waist circumference do we look at cholesterol levels in the blood uh, mm. glucose blood pressure heart rate or do we just trust the process another Dave Hall quote um, <laughs> although I don't think he actually invented it I think he just says it a lot um, yeah but anyway whatever yeah. um, my favourite thing he says is uh, does, does what he wants doesn't, oh, doesn't even oh, I love it. Yeah, I get that one every time. Um, but yeah, so trust the process, meaning if you are active daily, yeah. if you are doing two to three strength sessions a week to work on musculoskeletal health, if you are working on mobility regularly, stretching, etc., if you are opting for whole foods, minimally processed, yeah. if you're doing all those things day to day, week in, week out, do you just trust that you're probably healthy? Yeah. Um, and, and that's that. You know, do, do, do we need to overcomplicate it by all these other measurements and metrics? I yeah. I'd say no, because that's all you can do at the end of the day. We're always striving for perfection. I think I've said in another podcast, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, have no fear of perfection because you can never reach it because you can't be perfect. You'll never have a perfect diet or a perfect weight training routine or whatever. You're never going to have it perfect. Even if you choose to go to bed at 8.30, you might not sleep until 11, you know? So regardless of what you're trying to do, you might not reach what your goal is that's yeah. why your goal should never be too far stretched and, it, and I'm, I'm very big on short term goals you know like I'm going to do this for the next six weeks I'm going to eat healthy 
until the weekend. I'm going to do this until like short-term goals because long-term goals. A lot of us struggle to do long-term you, goals. You can put it all off till Monday as well, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Long-term goals. You're like, oh, I'll put it off till even the end of the month because it's yeah. long term. So I'll start next month, next month. Then. Yeah, massively. If you do, and that's why, like, people with their um, New Year's resolutions, they stick to them until mid-February. It often shows. That studies show mid-February, and that's when people stop because it's been six weeks. You know, and oftentimes after six weeks, people are like, oh, this new chocolate bar has come out or a new this has come out or this weight training, you know, maybe it's not working. This guy's doing an AR7 routine, so I'm going to do that instead. And we just get, we, we want to mix it up a bit. So have your short-term goals and try and hit those. And once you've hit that, you know, either hit it again or spice it up a little bit differently. Yeah, okay. So when it comes to training, if you want to go for... So actually, I'll just quote so Dan John. Um, he, he's written a few books. He's written, actually, Fat Loss Starts on Monday. He wrote that one. Oh, yeah. uh, he wrote, um, uh, oh, God, I've actually got, I've got quite a few on my Kindle, and I can't name any of them. Um, anyway, <laughs> he's, a, he's been a strength and conditioning coach for, for years. If you don't know him, look him up. Probably got th- over 30 years, I reckon, experience in the industry, maybe possibly pushing 40. Mm. I read an article, or, or I think he sent a video as well that I've listened to. He said that he's gone full circle in his career, meaning everything he learned in the first couple of years that he was getting his athletes to do um, is what he does now. And he said everything he's learned beyond those two years is largely just fluff. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just fluff, it's all just yeah. whatever. And that actually there's basic principles that he just week in week out instills in his athlete and that's all they ever need to do so if you're going to have some basic training principles or training structure that you think you could just give to any client who wants to be healthier what would they be yeah that's a good one that's a really good question and i'll I'll make sure you answer that as well because i'd like to hear your answer (laughs) I would definitely first and foremost say never do an exercise or class or routine that you don't enjoy. Um, And by enjoy, I don't mean struggle with, I don't mean, you know, have to push through a bit of pain, but I mean just absolutely hate, dread, spend your whole day thinking about how much you don't want to do it. Don't do that Mm. straight away. If Pilates isn't your thing, don't do it. If, If... deadlifts aren't your thing you're terrified your lower back's going to go stop doing it just Mm. don't do that if there's a certain machine that you really dislike it feels uncomfortable stop doing it it's that simple so that first and foremost is is the the main thing okay so Um, choose something you enjoy choose something you enjoy Um, train at least three times a week whatever your training is if you want to keep it the same and just do weights then do weights three times a week maybe you like rock climbing yoga and going to the gym well, you can go to the gym once, you can rock climb once, you can do yoga once. At just some form of exercise for at least an hour or more, three Purposeful times a week. Purposeful movement. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Honey, I'm going to the gym. That kind of... Yeah. I'm putting time aside for this three times a week, yeah. for sure. Um, movement every day, though. This, uh, so, so, allocated exercise every day. Uh, sorry, three times a yeah. week but allocated movement as well so moving your body every single day is a big one for me um, 
when you sit around all day or you stay in bed all day, you have no energy. And it's strange because you'd think that you'd reserve more energy, therefore you'd have more, but it's the opposite. You know? Yeah, definitely. The more yeah, I went to, sorry, interrupt there. Um, <laughs> sorry, go for it. <laughs> Uh, when I went to see Betsy, well, you know, I went to see Betsy in her dance festival. Yeah. And it's, it's a whole day um, because they're your, you, you watch all the other dances and you wait for her turn. And she, she did a couple of dances throughout the day. Um, I was sat down all day. Mm. And I came out and I said to Samantha, I feel more exhausted than if I'd run a half marathon over the downs. Yeah. I said, I actually would have found that easier than sitting down and concentrating uh, and being quiet yeah. <laughs> for that length of time. 100%. So, yeah, so that was just my, uh, yeah. just reinforcing what you said. No, mate, I <laughs> absolutely agree. Um, I mean, you've been doing a workshop all day. I bet you feel more energized doing this podcast after doing that all day than if you'd been in bed all day. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you wanted to do that podcast, with, do the podcast with me yesterday after the, um, <laughs> the dance festival... Yeah. I was, I'd, I'd just, yeah, I don't think I could have done it. And you'd been like slow in your mind and yeah. it just wouldn't have worked. And today I walked to where I did the workshop, which was six miles. Mm. So if I look at my, if I look at my steps, people, uh, <laughs> I've done, yeah, 18,000 steps with the, with the walk amazing. and then just being on my feet teaching the workshop. Yeah. I feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll feel amazing. So this is a big one. So I'd never say to someone have a rest day in the in terms of do nothing all day you're going to feel terrible and it's bad for you you know your body your body is a system that needs to work and run like a car it needs to be turned on it needs to actually drive it needs to move so um that would be another one and well then, that's i like the analogy of the car by the way because don't they say that with the battery if you don't if you don't move right. like they always say that don't they? the battery will go dead if yeah. you don't take it for a little run every now and then yeah so when if you're buying a new car you always ask you know when was the last time it was used? And if they say six months ago, it's going to need a new battery. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing here. Oh, I like that. So humans, humans, um, your battery will go dead if mm. you don't take yourself for for a spin. For a spin, take yourself for a spin, or your yeah. battery will go dead. Yeah, take yourself for a spin, or your battery will go dead. Take yourself. I don't know why. It sounds, I feel like I want to say that in a northern accent. Take yourself for a spin, or your battery. No, I don't know. Yeah. Right, can I have a go? <clears throat> take yourself for a spin. Or your battery will go dead. That was good. Kind of works. Yeah. yeah. Don't, know, okay. don't, know, don't know why we've suddenly started doing that. But, um, no. So that's good. I like that. So basically, avoid being sedentary. Yeah. Do it yourself for a spin and your battery won't go dead. Absolutely. There we go. Right. Uh, don't do the rest of the podcast in Northern Accent because no. that would just be weird. Yeah, true. And then I guess I'll say not one about... Northern people are weird, by the way. But yeah. if you're not Northern and you're doing a Northern Accent for no reason whatsoever... Yeah. That's, that, that's a little bit weird. Not that there's anyone being weird either. Christ, there's so many ways you can offend people now, isn't there? There is. We have to, anyway. we have to apologise for apologising about what we're apologising You're for right. Yeah. In an anyway, apologetic manner. Crack on, you weirdo. Okay, let's go. And I'm just going to apologise for no reason. Um, the last one I'd say as well is with your diet, make sure it's 80-20. So 80% good, healthy, whole foods, nutritious meals. 20% whatever else you want. And, you know, again, if people are thinking, what is that? Well, it could be Monday to Saturday, you're eating good, and then on Sunday, you're not eating bad the whole day, but you, could, you can go out for a takeaway, you can go out and eat a bit of bad food, you can have a, some chocolate in the evening, I don't know, whatever you like to do, have, have a couple drinks if you need to. Not that I ever advocate drinking regularly anyway, but that's what I'm saying with that. Or you can do it in the day as well, so 80% of your day is good. 
but you might have whatever, you know, a little snack or something at lunchtime or, you know. A little chocolate guy. <laughs> <laughs> a little, yeah, just 80-20. Just Keep it, you know, make sure, because honestly, this is something that people, if, if you want to, <laughs> try this, and I don't want to overcomplicate it because that's the whole point of this podcast, to, to talk about not overcomplicating things. But <laughs> if you write an honest food diary, you will be amazed at how much, one, processed food you eat, and two, um, how unevenly distributed that percentage actually is. Yeah, okay. It's not 80-20 each day. Sometimes it's like 40% yeah, good. Definitely. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and I've done this myself a while ago, but I, and I, I was like, oh, I'm actually eating a lot of process and a lot of bad food, you know? Um, and I wasn't drinking enough and in terms of <laughs> water. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> again, the Northern accent was coming out then. Um, but no, you, so, so the, the 80-20 thing, I would say definitely if you write a food diary for a week yeah, or two weeks. Yeah, that's good, good advice. Yeah, because yeah, re- reset, well, re- research shows, um, <laughs> sound like such a bore when I say that. But All the re- voices are coming out tonight, aren't they? Yeah. I feel like we need to spice up. Do it in an American voice for the next 10 seconds. Go. Oh, man. Um, so research shows. Now, the research show... I can't do it. I think I could do it. Come on, man. Of course you can. Just be a little bit more chill. Okay, more right. Calm. So the, the research shows that, um, <laughs> that if you're writing down everything you eat, you become more conscious. Con- no, right. Let's just go back. <laughs> you be more conscious about what you're eating. Yeah. Um, which means you then make better choices because so much of what we do is unconscious. But then mm. also the research shows that we underreport what we eat. Yeah. So if we um, we're, we're like when they've actually done these trials, they've got people in conditions where they have to record everything they eat or so. Um, what they when they write down everything they eat compared to doing just like a, a 24 hour recall yeah. um, there's a difference of about a thousand calories yeah did I explain that properly because I felt you, like I didn't you did and I've had it with clients the American accent threw me it's alright it was a good attempt it was yeah I feel like the Stephen Hawkins direction threw you a bit too much <laughs> oh, did I sound um, a bit like that yeah okay but no I agree I'm sure you've had this with clients as well where you get them to write a food diary and because we're both fitness professionals we can look at it and just say I'm sorry that was a load of bollocks <laughs> that's just a load of bollocks you're eating three healthy meals a day you know and you're telling me you've got a goal to lose six stone because you're severely overweight you're morbidly obese and you're eating three healthy meals you, mm. you're, it's just not the case yeah. you know um, so you're right and, and even we would probably do it you know if if, if, if we went out and had some drinks and we had three or four pints we'd be like you know I had a couple pints the other night or something yeah 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 yeah. straight away you were turning it down a bit straight away you've knocked off a 400 calories so yes good point (laughs) that is one of the things so I although as much as I like to go naturel with um, Mm. just life in general food journaling applications they do give you a bit of a wake up call don't they yeah so yeah. they are, I will fight their corner for that. Although I think the long-term goal for everyone is to develop intuitive eating. Agreed. There's still a part of me that thinks, actually, in this day and age, in the world we live in, with the food industry making food taste so fa- fantastic and addictive, yeah. 
is that even possible, actually, intuitive eating? I don't know. And, and in a fast-paced world, we got, when, where you develop this kind of eating really quickly to get onto the next activity or task, yeah. eating whilst doing other things, you know, Completely. I don't know how much... I don't know how much intuitive eating is possible for the average person now. Yep. But anyway, food journaling with an app- application like MyFitnessPal MacroFactor, it does suddenly go, oh my God, mm. I never knew there was that many calories in that. Or, oh, it's a really bad day of eating. Yeah. Like, I just realized I, I had something bad for breakfast and I've eaten something bad for lunch and I was yeah. now thinking about having something bad for dinner. Or, Mate, so uh, it, exactly. it, it flags all that. But if someone said to you, what's your nutrition like? You'd go, oh, yeah, really good. I, I try to eat really healthy. Yeah, you try, mm. but you don't yeah. actually eat healthy. Yeah. And trainers can, some trainers can be the worst for that. Yeah. Because... I don't know if you know this, guys, but trainers are actually just real people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave it on. They just have the same as everybody else. We just have a qualification. <laughs> yeah. We just like working out and show other people how to do it. That's We're it. just probably a bit more overly enthusiastic or passionate about it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and just to quickly with the food thing, you're right as well. Um, but also with water, it's a massive one. Like that we don't drink enough, humans. Um, some people will honestly get through you know a glass of water a day um and they don't even realize it because they are so fast-paced and moving and they're not thinking and they've got a dry mouth when they're talking but they don't really realize it and then a little sip here and there just to wet the mouth not to actually drink and then suddenly oh you get it's only until you start eating that salty meal where you've not to overcomplicate things but you've knocked your electrolyte balance completely out and you're suddenly having way more salt than water in your system yeah. that's why you suddenly get that sudden oh my god I'm so thirsty you get it like if you eat a Chinese or a curry or something. you eat loads of salt you haven't drunk enough in the day before now there's a dangerous amount of salt going into your body so that's why you get that oh my god I'm so thirsty why do I suddenly need to and you'll neck it and then that calms yeah. the electrolyte yeah. balance so people should certainly and this is only for those who are a bit like "Mm, am I healthy am I unhealthy I'm not really sure but you should definitely for two weeks rather than one because if you do it for one you'll be all over it and then the second week will be more honest than the first do it for two weeks and just see how you eat on a day-to-day basis are you actually eating five portions of fruit and uh, fruit and veg every single day are you drinking at least 2.5 liters of water every single day you know are you eating whole foods is it mostly processed foods are you always eating three times a day you sometimes eating way more you having two portions at night instead of one are you going back for more how often do you have desserts is it monday to friday or is it just on weekends or is it never you know and then when you actually look at it look at all the bad things that you're eating compile that up and look how many extra calories and bad things that you're having every not that calories are bad but you know what I'm saying excess calories um, and also just the preservatives and the chemicals and all the stuff that they're adding to it you're eating that over the case of weeks and weeks and weeks you know and then yeah. complaining that you've always got the common flu <laughs> I know do you know what nutrition the nutrition side of this conversation is a tricky one because I think it's a lot easier for people just to, to, get, to get the physical activity and exercise bit right in their life. I yeah. think that's actually easier because, yeah. because it, it really doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Because like you say, I mean, I, so one of mine would be, and this, is, this, is, this only really works if you've got two legs that work properly, but one of mine is if you can walk there 
don't take the car, you know, don't use the car. And I'm like that for nice, everything. Like nice. I, yeah, you're big on that. I am big on that, mainly because I, I deliberately got rid of my car yeah. so that I'm forced to do that. And, it, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I walk everywhere. So I, I get so much exercise for my health because of the walking I do everywhere. And mm. it's great. I just plan my day around that. You know, if I've got to be somewhere and it's an hour to walk there, I leave an hour early. Now, some people do that commuting to car places. I do it on foot. Fine. Yep. Um, so for me, like aligning exercise with what you need to do for health is quite easy. Yep. Because even if you like, people say, oh, I don't want to join a gym because I can't afford to or yep. I don't like it or whatever. It's like, don't. Park further away from work. <laughs> Park 30 minutes away from work. Walk 30 minutes to work. Walk 30 minutes back to your car. You're getting an hour's walking in a day. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Um, so I just, I don't know. I feel like that is so easy, really, to get that bit right. But the nutrition is you're just constantly fighting subjective norms, like peer pressure from other people all the time. Want one of those? Want one of those? We're going to do this later. Do you want to come join us? You? you get that all the time. You get it in your face. You've got billboards everywhere advertising things. You've got adverts on the TV. Yeah. Um, you're then tired, so your willpower's not as good anyway. And then sometimes your blood pre- your, your blood sugars drop, so you're craving something sweet and sugary. Yeah. You know, this. I don't know, that's a whole different podcast, isn't it? But it's very difficult, it's isn't yeah. it, I think, for people. It is, because if you say to me, if, if we're, whatever, you know, just a couple of buddies having a drink and we're like, you know, oh, I've started going to the gym, it's like, oh, congratulations, well done, that's great. But if you say to me, oh, yeah, you want another drink? I oh, know I'm not actually drinking at the moment. You're boring. You know, you get a lot of that. You can get that, yeah. So, I, I'm going to do, I think we should do the, the alcohol thing we're doing a separate podcast. So I'm actually going to, yeah. so Dean Hammond, who was on the other week, he's going to come back on and we're going to talk about alcohol. Nice. Um, but, I, you know, I'm quite happy for that to crop up quite a bit. So mm. I'll, I'll chat to Dean about that, but we'll get you back on and we'll have a chat yeah. just about alcohol. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that's my thoughts on it. Health is, for, from a physical activity exercise point of view, it can be quite simple. Spend less time being sedentary. We both mm. agree on that. Any opportunity to walk and move to where you need to go, yeah. take, just take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. it's, for, it's, good, it's good for you. It's good for the planet. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it saves you money as well. Love that. So, yeah, <laughs> saves you money. It's a big spend. Car, like transport, having a car, insurance, servicing, MOT, you know, it's all very expensive. So if more people do it, there'd be more of a community aspect to it as well. People say hello to each other more. People pick things off the floor like rubbish and whatever else. And it's just nice. You get the sun on you as well, vitamin D. Like, you know. Yeah, getting out and about. Yeah, it's, no, it's great. It's got, it ticks so many boxes for me. Um, I find it, I don't know, I find it unusual that more people don't opt for it because it just seems so doable. It's right there on your doorstep. Mm. Get out there, do it. But anyway, that's just me. Mm. Um, I've already been told I'm a bit odd. Well, precisely, and this is exactly what we were just saying. It's like people will call you weird for that just because it goes against societal norms, which is laziness. You know, people get it. Even the local corner shop, you know, people will drive there, guarantee. You know, oh, honey, can you get this? You know, I'll drive. Yeah, not me, but people will drive and um, when you could walk and it's like you know or at the very least like jump on your, your, your push bike or something you know but you see people on those scooters electric scooters that they don't even push yeah. and it's like oh you could just get a bike like you could just mm. get a bit more and it's not it's not 
exercise to be like, I'm going to go and exercise. It's just movement because we know movement is it's important. It's got purpose, makes, isn't it? It's, it's going from A to B. Yeah, it's, and it makes you feel good. There's <laughs> no, like For me, there's not even any motivation for it because I'm, I guess because I got rid of my car, but yeah. I have no choice. But I get offered lifts all the time. Yeah. This morning, Samantha was going to give me a lift. Well, she, she said, are you sure you don't want a lift, honey? And I was like, no, I just, no, I, I'm yeah. all right. You know, I just kind of, that's not why I got rid of my car, so I can then have people chauffeur me around. Although, <laughs> you did give me a lift home earlier, but yeah. that was because we wanted to do this. Otherwise, I would have walked. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's just a backpack on. Most of the time, I do listen to stuff, so I have my headphones on, so someone might argue that, you know, I'm also getting learning yeah. and things. Yeah. But sometimes I just listen to music and enjoy that. Um, I normally have the headphones on. Actually, a lot of the time, if anyone goes past me and you see my headphones on, a lot of the time they're not even on. But I have I, t- I switch them on, yeah. and then the noise cancelling dulls the sound of the road. Yeah, and so I just do that. Yes, yeah, sometimes just, it just drowns out the road. But. Yeah, nice. Um, so I totally agree. Avoid being sedentary. Move. I think there is definitely a, a, a significant health benefit to doing some sort of strength building exercises mm. twice a week, say. Mm. And uh, but so what I wanted to then ask you was. If you were going to say to somebody, just twice a week, I want you to do these exercises. You can do them in your front room or in the garden or at the park or at the gym, wherever it may be. Mm. Just do these twice a week forever and ever and ever. Mm. um, And your future self will thank you for it, for that muscular skeletal health and everything Mm. that comes with that. What would you go for? It's a good question. I'd probably go for a push, a pull, a squat, and a carry, and maybe a plank. So push-ups, dips, something like that. Um, any kind of pull-up. Not, not a, a bent-over row or anything, a pull-up. Mm. All right. Um, some sort of squat, whether it be Bulgarians and you isolate each leg or you just do normal body weight squats, but crouch right down like a child picking something up and then stand all the way up doing those some sort of carry whether it be a farmer's walk or a backpack and you're walking uphill or whatever it is like actually carrying something heavy whilst walking it's really good for your whole system your your knees and your ankles and your lower back and your core and then something else for the core as well because our cores switch as you know they switch off during the daytime and our lower backs switch on if you sit down for long periods of time so if if I'm sat like this for those who are watching my lower back is having to switch on because if it was switched off I'd start falling down right so it has to be switched off switched on sorry but the core switches off not completely because it's always on but it's less so than the lower back. So I think that we need to prioritize strengthening our core more than our lower back. But the problem is a lot of people do like deadlifts and squats and lower back exercises and they still neglect the core quite a lot. Right. Um, so I'd say do like some sort of plank, you know, or shoulder taps or hanging leg raises, something like that. So as long as you're doing some sort of push so, and the, the arms are covered, while I think there is an argument that you will need to isolate them if you want them to grow but if you want them to just so that's aesthetics yeah okay okay perfect so if we're on health (laughs) don't worry then stop it George we're talking about health stop (laughs) stop talking about your guns again always about the guns yeah okay so so yeah for health then literally a push a pull a squat a carry and an ab exercise and so you, you said exercises for 
um, as, like uh, mus- muscular. Uh, musculoskeletal health. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose I should clarify what that means for everyone listening. So what I'm talking about is, as we get older. Oh, I tell you what. No, let's. Okay. Because I was, was going to put some cardio in there. <laughs> wait, 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 John, uh, I've got Lethal, more to say. You, Shush. You, did, you never watched Lethal Weapon in films, did you? Um, Lethal Weapon. How many are there? Uh, there's four. I think I've seen one, but it was okay. been well, There's a character yeah. in there in there called Leo Getz, I think his name is. Yeah. Like, okay, 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 uh, okay. Oh, he's the guy from Home Alone. Oh, the, um, um, the, the, the one of the burglars. The, oh, the small the short, one. The short one. Yeah, he's him. great. Okay. Um, so, anyway, um, <laughs> what I was going to say was, so this, this whole, we, we start off by saying, is the fitness industry overcomplicated? Mm. We then start to say, look, if it's just health that you're going for, general health, and then mm. the aesthetics that might come with that, if, you, if your diet's good as well, mm. then uh, yes, we think it is overcomplicated, and this is what you can do. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking was, like, my sort of sort of strength and conditioning sports sciencey brain wants to reverse engineer most things. So yeah. first of all, like we're talking about health, so like what is health? So to me, it's being free from the serious medical conditions like health ailments mm-hmm. for as long as you possibly can, living to a long old age, I suppose longevity, without feeling like your, dec- your phys- physical decline is stopping you from doing the things that you want to do. So when I'm old, yep. <laughs> I don't want to have heart disease, I don't want to have type 2 diabetes, I don't have any cancer, yep. I don't want to have any dementia, and I don't want to have like lower back problems, I don't want to, I don't want to ha- have no center, like, poor center of gravity where I fall over yeah. and injure myself if I do fall, yeah. um, and I want to be able to kick a ball around with my grandkids or climb a tree, you know, wherever it may be. Um, I can see I can see Samantha for now I'm 90 years old she's like honey get down from that tree anyway um, this is what I worked my whole life for <laughs> yeah. yeah this is I, why I trained for 80 years 80 years I'm going to enjoy it just as the branch snaps and I fall out but anyway you um, at least you died doing what you loved yeah well there you go yeah um, bit horrific for the grandkids to see that but, yeah um, yeah you know, as long as someone caught it on video, it could go viral, and they probably make a bit of money out of it. But exactly. There you go. So there's always uh, every cloud is a silver lining. Um, so what I was going to say was, uh, we now know what constitutes good health yep. in, in old age and longevity. So to counter that, to sorry, to to make sure that we we meet those metrics, we need to work on our musculoskeletal health, which mm-hmm. is having strong ligaments, tendons dense bones, yep. having enough muscle mass that we can do day-to-day function mm. and we're not, you know, we don't um, lose sort of our capabilities to pick something off the floor or sit down. So, um, and we need to have a strong heart and lungs so that we can maintain a level of kind of physical exercise without getting too out of breath. That yeah. also have the knock-on effect of having, having um, like the freedom from heart disease and everything else that we talked about. So, mm. um, so to, to do that, when we talk about the exercises that people need to do for good musculoskeletal health, yeah. are your exercises doing that? So, yeah. well, I was going to go for each one. But well, no, that's fine. What I was going to do is just quickly before that is just go through almost like a pyramid thing. So 
in terms of simplicity. So you, this, this, yeah, I'm already making it. I don't know. I probably just made it way. No, no, no. You made it. You made it way more simple than a normal program. A normal program, like we were joking about earlier, is like, you know, today what we're going to do is we're going to do this, and then you got to do eight repetitions, then you got to not breathe for five seconds, and you got to drink this protein shake, and then get back to it, and then you got to pause yeah. at the top for ten seconds. And, and that's just the medial deltoid that we've hit. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, and then you've hit the medial deltoid. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, okay. So so like if all you ever do is just walk and hike, great. You're working your bones, you're working your ligaments, you're working your tendons, you're going to be good, you're going to be getting your cardiac system working. Walking, if you just do that yeah, good. Okay, every let's day. Yeah, good. So that's heart and lungs capacity. Done. Because you're going to well. get hit heels. If you're carrying something, yeah. the extra load is going to make B- it harder. Bones, ligaments. But bone density. It's weight-bearing, is Synovial fluid. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely anything. So weight-bearing, uh, if you listen to this, don't know what that means. Weight-bearing is where your limbs are having to sustain your, your body weight. Yep. So that is going to make those bones denser. So yep. less likely to have osteoporosis, less likely to have bone fractures when you get older. If you do fall over, less likely to break those bones because so good, by they're the way. dense. Yeah. Falling over is so good for you. To a, to a degree, <laughs> but fall it like a little a little trip and a fall and a ha ha you fell over. That's great. So good for your body. Um, yeah. So I suppose. Oh, that's yeah. That's a good point. So when somebody's old and they fall over and hurt themselves, it's not because they fell over. It's because they didn't fall over enough. <laughs> no, mate. You're so right. That is exactly what. Never I, heard that anyone say that. By the way, is that no? That is what. Yeah. That's what is it. This. I think it, you're the it, founder of that. No. Um, Western countries have what is referred to as a fall culture, which is where when you get past a certain age, it's bad to fall over. Yes, your bones aren't as strong and you don't have as much muscle and you are probably going to feel that more than a toddler would. But there are places that don't have fall cultures where if an 80, 90, 100-year-old does fall over, it's no big deal, like the Blue Zones. And I learned that from the Blue Zones, where these people fall over all the time. They fall over. Oh, really? Because I've seen that. I don't remember that. That's yeah, so, yeah. So I like... Oh, it's getting on my laces. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised I didn't remember that, because I like that. Yeah, um, no, it's very true. Mate, if, you don't, if you're not falling over every day, of course, in 50 years' time, when you fall over, your body's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's gonna, what just happened? There's a, there was a Brazilian study... Uh, oh, I think it was Brazilian. I might have gotten it wrong. Might, might have been Portuguese. Um, but anyway, uh, they found that there was a direct link towards how well you can conduct this um, stand-to-sit uh, activity yeah. and longevity. And it's we we we've, we've done it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, don't you? It's so, a very famous one. A lot of people do this. Yeah. And if you so basically, if you go from standing position to sitting on the floor without using your hands or your knees to kind of, you know, balance yourself and then come back up again, um, it's highly unlikely that you're basically going to fall over when you get older and hurt something. Yeah. So some of these things, so when they do these correlations, they don't necessarily know why, they just know that that's the case. And, but I would imagine it means if you can get down on the floor and get back up again without using anything, you've got good stability, you've got good mobility, and you've got an element of leg strength. So it's everything that contributes towards that. So that you probably have, if the fact that you've got the, the legs, the strong legs to do that means they're probably quite dense. So if you do fall, you're not going to break a, a hip yep. because they're dense. 
the fact that you can do it without using your hands and, and come back up again means you've probably got good mobility and balance in the first place, so you're probably not even going to fall over. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it, it's kind of that, I would imagine, the link there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and you're, you're, if you're hiking every day, you're, you're training that balance system because you're always on uneven surfaces and having to yeah. work all the different muscles to... Oh, and these bad boys. Um, so I don't know if the camera's going to pick these up, but... Um, I've got quite a few different pairs of these. So barefoot, oh, do you know what? I should give a little little plug to Vivo. So these are the Vivo barefoots, and uh, I love them. Um, so I, I've got, these are just sort of my casual ones. I've got ones that are a bit more for gym. I've got some for trail running. I've got my hiking ones. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, not overcomplicated. Not complicated. Yeah, but, no. but you've only done that because you can. But if you couldn't, you'd just stick with one. I'll just, I'll just wear these all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but where they've got such thin soles, and I can feel that the ground, and they're so flexible, I'm, I've got a lot more contact with the ground. I feel the uneven surfaces. So yeah. my nervous system is getting trained all the time for uneven surfaces. And, exactly. And not only is my core and everything else having to readjust to that, but the bones in my feet and the, the ligaments and tendons there, they're flexing, they're extending, and they're, they're doing what they should, have, should, have, should be doing. Yeah, completely. Um, so, you know, I'm less likely to fall over potentially as I get older because of all of this that I've been doing. So, yep. Exactly. So that's the baseline, walk more and walk often. And then the next one up from that is walk faster, which is running. <laughs> so, like, if you walk <laughs> often start including some runs as well because running is freaking so good for you so long as and you might have a bit of science to back up as to why but everyone kind of knows don't run on concrete for too long but actually running across the downs or a river bank or something is very good for you running is one of the best things you can do for your health but should people be running on the street like on the pavement? Uh, oh, God, there's lots of things I could say about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, God, he's all excited now. He's, uh, he's got all flustered. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, well, so what you were initially, what you're talking about, when you're talking about hard concrete, hard surfaces, yeah. um, then you could argue it's increasing wear and tear. So, yes, we want weight bearing exercise and activity to increase the density of our bones, but I do think that our body is capable of some yeah, yeah. <laughs> poundage and impact in the joints. Probably a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're right. I mean, if you're doing it off concrete's harder, denser. Yeah. So if you're doing it off-road, that's going to mitigate some of that. Um, but the other thing you're talking about, concrete. Um, so I, I believe, and other people have said similar sort of things, is that when you're in a concrete environment, so you've got the pavements, but obviously concrete buildings, you've got cars going past, this is one of the reasons I wear the, the noise cancelling headphones, is I'm not entirely sure that our body knows the difference between all of that stuff and sort of stress mm. uh, and, and sort of fear and danger, and especially with cars, like car, vroom, vroom, mm. there's a bit of like, oh, it's a car, yeah, you know. Yeah, true. Um, so I don't, I don't think that's very good for you mentally. Yeah, I agree. So, the other reason for getting out there and doing it on the downs or somewhere a bit more rural is all the lovely green, all the nature, the, the plant life, the animal life, that's great for you mentally. Great um, point. And yeah. so I think, I think the benefits you're getting off-road are not just from a, a health point of view, um, but also from a, well, sorry, from a physical health point of view, but from a, a mental health point of view as well is what I was, was going to say there. But um, Love that. Very true. Okay, so we've established walking, 
if you can do more than walking, maybe walk with some weight in your backpack, then you can start running, trail running and being outdoors yeah. in the woods. Yeah, Amer- the Americans call that rucking. Rucking, so when you have yeah. a backpack with weight in, yeah. rucking. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of rucking. Rucking's good. And then other than that, um, if you can exercise even more, then yeah, start putting in your... Your, your weight-bearing exercises potentially that we were talking about, the push-pull. I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think like a push-pull, squat, and some sort of core carry? Yeah, again, so I'm, I would be like, I'd be reverse engineering it, and I'd be thinking, okay, what do I want to do when I'm an old person mm. that if I put in some time and effort now, I'll benefit from in the future. My future self is going to go, uh, you know, cheers, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was some good decisions you made. There. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then I would be thinking, yeah, I do want to be able to pick stuff off the floor. So deep squat. So I'll need to, I need to, I need to have the mobility to be able to squat down. Or mm-hmm. getting in and out of a chair, definitely squatting. Yeah. And um, some going down to the floor would be like you know, a, like a deadlift. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm not talking about being able to deadlift, you know, one and a half times my body weight or whatever that may be, picking up barbells and stuff, but just practicing picking kettlebells off the floor yeah. or picking dumbbells off the floor whatever just picking stuff off the floor i think carrying stuff moving stuff from a to b yeah. really in the garden you know might even be your grandkids one under each arm yeah exactly I think practicing carrying stuff yeah pushing i agree with because you know even if you are on the floor again i keep saying with the grandkids but yeah um you fell out the at, tree. At this rate, my children won't even have any kids, and I'll be like, I've done all this training? What do you mean you don't want to have children? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been training my whole life for this. You don't want to have kids? Oh, yeah, in every podcast, I mention my grandkids specifically. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, did you not take the hint? But, um, so, yeah, uh, squatting, carrying stuff, picking stuff off on the floor, pushing because that helps get off the floor yeah. um, from going from a you know, lying down to a standing position. Um, I don't know, I'm sure I'm going to get that phone call from whether it's my grandkid or my daughter or whatever saying my car's broken down, yeah, <laughs> I might yeah. need to give a bit of a yeah, push. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like you never know. Yeah. Um, pulling is definitely helpful when it comes to, well, actually pulling is going to help balance out the pushing because if I just practice pushing, I'm going to end up with a kyphosis, which is That's what I was going to mention, a yeah. risk when you get older as well. Yeah. So I want to... So pulling, especially pull-ups, are going to do wonders for your posture even if you just do pull-ups and I think we've said this before actually if we had to get rid of all exercises ever and we could only do one we both agreed on walking but in terms of something for the muscles um, I said pull-ups yeah uh, yeah know. I think so yeah I mean we probably some of that is probably motivated by uh, the male ego going well you know yeah I need to get my pull-ups and biceps and yeah. Yeah, good back so it's going to fill out the t-shirt nicely but no yeah, yeah it is yeah. but in terms of yeah and posture as well just yeah, just posture. pulling their shoulders back yeah absolutely um, so, so I agree so we've got an upper body push upper body pull we did a um, squat um, squat I think lunging's good too because lunging, yeah. sometimes you will yeah true when you want to get down low you'll lunge and do it mm-hmm. and I think from an old person as well that's stepping forward stepping back mm-hmm. you're practicing st- stability and mm-hmm. and balance so you're indirectly working on your balance by doing your lunges because squatting you know, just two feet, mm. you don't have to be too, that balanced to do that, do you? But when you're lunging, you're, mm. on, you're on one foot for a little bit. Yep. When you then, so. So then, and this has just given me an idea for another podcast where we write down exercises and we call out overrated or underrated and we have to say if they're overrated or underrated. Because I was about to say for you, do you think people should include a core exercise like a plank 
or sit-ups? Or do you think actually doing sit-ups is underrated for an ab exercise? Because personally, I don't really do sit-ups. I, I do a lot of hanging leg raises and planks and stuff, yeah. but I don't, I don't really do sit-ups that much. No, okay. So, uh, well, so first of all, I think Jeff Nippard has actually done this in a, in a not a podcast, ah. but like a video where yeah. underrated, overrated. doesn't mean we can't do it, but I think True. we need to probably make reference just in case someone's going, oh, no, need that from Jeff Nippard. The bastards. Um, <laughs> So we'll just have to be on, say, we nicked this from Jeff Lippard. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know but I'd done, like yeah. to. Yeah, okay, I think yeah. he's done it. I'm pretty sure he has, unless I'm making that. But um, okay. So I would like to do that. And yeah, with the ab one, our abdominal curls overrated. Um, I would probably say yes, based on the conversation that we're having. I think for aesthetics, if you're lean mm. and you can see your abs and you want those abs to be even more pronounced, then yeah, I mean, sit-ups are going to develop that muscle. Mm. From a functional point of view, do we need to be able to do lots of crap? I don't yeah. know. We're not really, do- the only time we do that is when we get out of bed in the morning, really. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is, get- is it part of getting up off the floor? But yeah. that's like once, isn't it? You don't yeah. need countless reps of it. But- so Turkish gout might be better. Like, Turkish gout. That, that is complicated. That is. Um, <laughs> but what if, because um, pull-ups, push-ups and squats work your core anyway, don't they? Because you see it a lot of the times and people listening might have heard or seen this before. You can get some guys who have amazing six packs, like really, really strong core and they don't isolate it they say it's a result from doing their squats and their deadlifts yeah. and their chest press and stuff. Yeah, I think it's because if you think, if, you, if, you, if we were both like, I don't know, single digit body fat, for example, that you, our muscles are going to kind of pop out anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and you don't, like, we've all got abs from just sort of doing our general day-to-day yeah. stuff. So if you're lean, you can see those. Now, if you, other muscles like biceps, triceps, as a guy, we want those to really pop out and look really significant. So we have to train those quite hard and quite a lot. Yep. But you, you don't normally want your core muscles to like be quite big and bulky, do yeah, you? Yeah, it's just like So subtle. I suppose, yeah, yeah so you, I don't think, you, you don't tend to give them as much because all you need to do really is get that body fat away and we'll see them. If yeah. you want them more pronounced, do them a bit. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and people, people obsess over them around summertime, you know? Yeah. But, but when it's winter, you're just, you, you never take your shirt off so people don't care yeah. often. Um, all covered up, aren't they? Yeah, so um, from, yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's awesome. So we've done pushes, pulls. So I think, yeah, I think, I think pushes and pulls are important. I think, uh, lunges and squats will be helpful I think our future self will thank us for that I mm-hmm. think when it comes to core exercises again I'd be thinking what is it that I need to do as an older person yeah. um, probably rotation Some stuff rotation, yeah. picking up a bag of rubbish in the garden putting it over here so I think wood chops, wood chops are good. Yeah. landmine you know, yeah, rotation nice, etc nice. um, they would be quite good yeah um, even like, so I mean, I love things like, like hanging leg raises and stuff. I love from like an aesthetic gymnastic point of view, but mm. is my, is an old John going to need to do hanging leg raises? Or? Yeah. Well, the only reason I do them is purely for aesthetics. I don't do them for a longevity reason because my top two abs here are constantly on display all the time. I don't even need to train them. I don't, even when I was a little boy, they were just always there. These two top abs, these are fine. I never need to train them but I do need to train these ones, mm. otherwise they do disappear a bit. Yeah. So that's why I do those, and that's the only real thing that I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are great for that, aren't they? Yeah. But, but, straight leg ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's and, like weight training for your abs, isn't it? Yeah, and I always, I'll put a dumbbell between my feet 
and I'll do sets of like eight sets, sorry, eight <laughs> reps and about three or four sets yeah. and that's it. Okay. But in terms of longevity, I, I am, the, the older I'm getting, I'm not even 30 yet, but um, <laughs> the, old, the older I'm getting, um, the more I, I am enjoying planks and feel something after yeah. a plank. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a full, it's like the body works as a, a one unit rather than when I'm doing sit-ups, it's just this that's working. And then when it gets tired, my neck starts hurting and I'm like, oh, this is weird. But when I do a plank, it's like the whole body switches on. Well, I think a plank is resisting unwanted movement. Yeah. And... If you if it was ever a case to sort of argue the, the the importance of core muscles, it's probably to invent unwanted movement. Because yeah. even when you're doing other exercises, like if you're doing a barbell back squat or you're doing a deadlift or anything, you want to be preventing unwanted movement in the spine. Mm. And a plank is kind of that. That's exactly what it's doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not you're not moving. You're you're staying neutral. Yeah. I, I, do you know what I? I like a straight arm plank. Oh, I would argue a straight arm plank for an older person over a forearm plank. That's a good shout. Because it's that, it's a a landing position if you fell over. Yeah. And you don't land on, yeah, true. (laughs) Boom, sort of forearm plank. Imagine that, an old person falling over. Don't worry, I'll I'll go straight into my forearm plank. Um, But then, and then it's wrists, elbows, shoulders, you know, shoulders. Yes. So if you break your if you break your um, your radius, your ulna, or you know your carpals from falling over, yeah. if you've been doing straight arm planks, mm. weight bearing in the arms there, mm. then you're, you should have quite dense forearm bones. You know the radius and the ulna, your humerus, your carpals. They should be quite dense from the from doing the, the straight arm plank. Yeah. So if you do fall over they're probably more resistant to the brakes. Definitely. And one thing I was going to touch on there, when you said the word spine, something that's very big in the complicated movement, (laughs) complicated training movement, is training for a healthy spine. And I just wanted to touch on that in case anyone's heard of that or thinking, you know, you you haven't said any exercises about the spine yet or whatever. (laughs) All those exercises that we just labeled are, are so good for your spine health um, and when people you know spine health is, you know it's the, the, the spine is amazing but it, it's surrounded by all these different muscles that attach to it and all of those muscles we just mentioned you know are around the spine and protect the spine and everything so mm. and that's something as old people you know progress and you often see it you know a, a little old lady or man crippled you know with their stick and their spine is all it's just it's not working properly yeah and but but it's not necessarily the spine that's that's like that it's the muscles around the it. muscles are pulling it in that direction yeah, yeah. so we've we've covered the spine massively and and if you've got good spine health you know and hips as well you've really covered the hips with your walking and your lunging and your squatting and your even little things like doing your pull-ups and then letting go of the bar afterwards and just landing from a very small height you know that's gonna yeah. just get the hips going a bit okay I, I did like your idea earlier actually you said about the pyramid so like the bottom of the pyramid could be right first of all are you walking everywhere mm. are you are you clocking up steps yeah you know, I've, got, I've got a poster over here that's got, you know what you should be doing stepwise and 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 I've, I've, I think I've had students before saying, oh, hasn't that kind of dis- been dispelled as a myth, the whole 10,000 step thing? Yeah. And I'm like, for what? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're, if you're going out and you're doing 10,000 in one here, then that doesn't mean, that, that doesn't mean you, you excuse yourself from being 
sedentary for the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah. No, but if you're if you're clocking up a lot of steps because you're taking every opportunity you can to move and walk around, I would say the step thing's quite good, and yeah. I would definitely aim for that. But so yeah, bottom of the pyramid, get that stepage up. Move, you know, stop stop getting the uh, getting in the car, using taxis, take stairs instead of lifts. It all sounds very basic, I know, but if you're honest with yourself. Are you doing that? Are you going, you know, are you trying to jump to the next, the top of the pyramid when you haven't done that bit first? Yeah, take the stairs instead of elevators and lifts. I think that's a big one that people yeah. can do. And then um, layer in the strength stuff that you said. Yeah, yeah. Get those basic movement patterns. Yeah. That your future self will go, well, thank you, uh, young John, for training in those movement patterns yep. because now I can play with my grandkids and I can, and I can climb the tree and I fall out and land in the out. high plank and I, yeah. <laughs> it's alright honey I'm okay yeah. oh, it looks like he's going to fall no, it just, well, give it two seconds you'll say I didn't see that one coming yeah. did you? Yeah, it's just what he does um, <laughs> in reality by then Samantha's be like go on fall fall yeah she'll be a fall cash yeah. on that health insurance she'll nudge a little don't have to listen to him or yeah. me all the time with yeah, she'll nudge your old friends and be like, watch what my out. husband can do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she sounds like that in her old age, but there you go. Um, <laughs> I think what's good as well um, is, because what we've just labelled there is for health, for sure, and it's only until people start getting a bit older that they're actually going to potentially listen to what we've just said there and be like, you know, yeah, that actually, that is, well, you're that is the way. You're interested you're old before your time, aren't you? Well, that's it. I'm a bit of an old man. But, but, but what I'm also starting to think, and I don't know, it would be good if we got some comments on this or some feedback from you guys listening. I'm wondering how many people are sat there listening, thinking, guys, this is amazing, this is great, but I also want to look sexy. I want to look sexy for my husband. I want to look sexy for my wife. Like, I, I, will, I be, will I look good from doing these exercises? And the answer is freaking yes, because... Well, I've, I made a video on my Instagram, George, I can't remember if it's holistic or holistic now. I think it's George holistic because I'm into <laughs> holistic health. <laughs> but um, if you go on there, I, I made a video and I called it, um, these are the only exercises you'll need for aesthetics. And it's all the ones that we listed. Just do them more often, you know, rather than once a week, hit those exercises, you know. <laughs> so I just need to say why you're saying that. Yeah. This just goes to show you guys that are listening, this goes <laughs> to show you that how George is much more interested in health and fitness and he's much more passionate about that than he is a salesman because <laughs> he doesn't even know where he's put that video yeah so you know there's no shameless plug there you know there's no upsell you know he's not trying to that sell you anything that is true he's just yeah he's just yeah there, there's a video out. somewhere <laughs> somewhere <laughs> i've done i've put it um, out there for no reason just to show people well, what yeah. i do yeah um, so yeah there is that maybe well I could send it to you maybe you could link it in the po- can you do that uh, I'll link- be able to put it in the show notes yeah put it in the show notes I'll link it yeah, yeah cause it, all notes. those exercises I sound like Rich Roll don't I or uh, oh, yeah. Stephen Bartlett we, we're really but getting don't worry I'll put that in the show notes I put it in the show notes I'll give you some credit in the show notes so thank, thank you, you. Um, um, right, that's good, George. I like it. I like it. That was um, cool. Yeah. All well, right. So, a, a, any closing thoughts? Oh, uh, oh, I suppose you said about being sexy. Yeah. So you will get that as a side effect of just. And there's nothing wrong with that. Quickly, just being nothing like wrong. wanting, to, wanting right. to look sexy. Like, there's literally nothing. That, that's why I'm going to bring it up because I. Everyone wants that. Yeah. Everyone fucking wants that. Like, don't care who you are. If someone said you can look sexier if you take this pill, everyone's taking it. <laughs> the Dalai Lama. Does he? Does he look in the mirror in the morning and be like, "Can't wait till tomorrow." Why is that, Dalai? 
Because I get sexier every day. Like, does he... <laughs> well, have you seen how he dresses? I think he knows he's sexy. He's mm. wearing these, like, luscious robes that are, like, the perfect colours. And Be um, careful, mate, because you're kind of mugging off Buddhas in there, but... I, I am a little bit, to be fair. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, you're... you're I, yeah, I don't know. Is, I, is well, that what they wear? Is, I think so, yeah. Oh. But, no, it's... Um, they do it... <laughs> um, well, they do, I mean, they... God, that's a good, good example, actually, of simplistic... Kind yeah. of, they don't overcomplicate things, do they? No, not Shade sure. the red, whack on a orange yeah. robe, and and he probably doesn't. That's probably what because I don't think he exercises either. So he probably doesn't care about looking sexy or just exercising generally. He probably does lots of yoga and. Oh, I don't think he cares about being sexy. No, I think he no, I don't no. Think he does. But anyway, God, that's weird. All right, but I reckon our viewers do. But yeah, um, but most people do. Yeah. You do care about being sexy, and it, it does have an impact on your self-esteem, your self-worth, and all that stuff. So nothing wrong with that at all. The closing message is going to be, if you chase health, if you carry out day-to-day activities and things with the sole intention of being healthier and having longevity and a health span that your future self is going to thank you for, and your nutrition is good, you don't overeat, then you're going to be pretty sexy. Yeah. You you literally will. Um, There you go. Yeah. Even if you go back to the basics, like we said right at the beginning, which is only do things that you enjoy in the world of health and fitness, if all you ever did was, um, yeah, walk and, you know, go rock climbing or whatever you like to do, you still look good. And also, (laughs) you'll be having such a nice time that you will be probably quite happy. Yeah. You'll probably be quite content and you'll be quite a nice person to be around because you're a happy and content person and that's quite sexy too mm. agreed there you go so you guys came here wondering how to keep it simple and not only do you now know how to keep it simple you know now how to be ke- how to keep it simple and be sexy that's so good so to <laughs> summarize everything we've been waffling on about yep. for the last probably an hour and a half um we keep things simple and you will still keep yourself sexy. Keep it simple. Keep it sexy. Keep it sexy. And I know you're itching to talk about taking yourself for a spin. What was it? Oh yeah, what was it, guys? You'll have to remember because I've forgotten something like, if you want to keep your healthy battery, if you want to keep your battery healthy, take it for a spin. Take it for a spin regularly. Regularly take it for a spin. Needs right. a bit of work, that one, doesn't That's it? That's it. Right, cheers, George. That was awesome. See you soon. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, something you can do for me is subscribe to my show and if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content then please share it with them too you can also head over to our socials and follow us on tiktok instagram facebook and youtube but if you're ready to take that next step visit our website www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk fill out a contact form that will come straight to me i will contact you shortly afterwards and i look forward to speaking to you then.